0: What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream, where every week we're on a quest to find out what is the greatest movie of all time. I am Matt Primo, and joining me is my brother, Josh Primo.
1: What's up, bitches?
0: What's up, what's up? Are you getting any uh, audio issues right now? Like any cutting ins cutting out
1: No, you sound good. How about me? Um,
0: I guess it might be my, my headphones. I don't know. But anyways...
1: It, it, it could be mine. I'm on the back end of the... Uh...
0: I bet you're on the back end.
1: The the devil's ass crack over here in Savannah.
0: (laughs) Oh, you're always on the back end. That's that's for sure.
1: Watch out.
0: Uh, This is Surfing the Stream. And like I was saying, every week we review at least two movies. We are in the middle of Christmas in review. I'm doing that with my wife, Tina. And then Josh and I review normally a newer movie each and every month. uh, And we're continuing that trend again. With this week, we are reviewing The Harder They Fall, which is a Netflix original movie. So if you want to watch that, go to Netflix. uh, And there will be spoilers ahead. It is a new movie. If you have any idea of, like, if you think you're going to watch this movie, uh, just go into it, watch it, and then come back to this review. It's it's perfectly okay. Uh, But before we jump into our review, uh, shout out to our $20 tier supporters, Carmen DeSicchio. Uh, Eric Hernandez, Sharon Petrie, Lindsey Humble, and Michael King. We appreciate y'all supporting us at that $20 tier each and every month. Without y'all, we would not be able to do this. So thank you so much. Now, it's going to seem like we're going to push in this review a little bit long. Uh, might be a little bit shorter than normal. I got some shit I got to do. I'm going on vacation this week, going to Disney next week, or tomorrow, I should say. And uh, got some shit I got to do. So let's talk about The Harder They Fall. When an outlaw discovers his enemy is being released from prison, he reunites his gang to seek revenge. Uh, yeah. Uh, Director is Jameis Samuel, who is not directed another movie or anything like that. This is his first rodeo. Uh, it has a Good budget. Tale. Yeah. Wait, what? Um. <laughs> Loud Kevin, the guy. <laughs> Uh, unknown budget because it is a Netflix movie. Uh, it's kind of hard to get that information. But apparently it released in theaters and it got $8.2,000 uh, gross up till now. It stars Jonathan Majors, Zazie Beetz, Idris Elba, and Regina King. It has a runtime of two hours and 19 minutes. And it was released on Netflix November 3rd, 2021. Uh, do you have any
1: you say, let, let me jump. Did you say 8 2,
0: Yeah, 8.2 thousand. So, 8,200.
1: I got that, you motherfucker. I was just thinking that was awful low. Motherfucker here, like, I'm not smart enough to know what fucking 8,200 is. (laughs) Look,
0: it it wasn't supposed to come across as that, but uh, I could see how you'd be pissed off about that. (laughs) Everybody
1: was like, ah, dang, this guy's a dick.
0: (laughs) I, I take full full responsibility for that. I, I didn't mean for it to come out like that, but it totally did. <laughs> but my statement both uh, hands.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, only eighty two hundred. That's uh, I'm curious to know how many theaters it got released in to even make that. Like one, like one, <laughs> like one bit, like New York City. Uh, do you have any fun facts? I got a goof. All right, what what, what you got? Oh, I I thought. All right, I'm waiting for you.
1: Uh, you know when Rufus was in the the train in that little metal cabinet, and they let him out. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Who can drive the train?" And that one guy said, "Yes." And he said, "Kill them all." Yeah. And he starts walking out, and they start shooting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for you to fucking tell me. <laughs> well, goddamn, I'm just making sure we're on the same fucking page. I told you I knew where the fucking cabinet was. I know. I know what fucking scene you're talking about, dog.
1: I oh, when and he, when walking out and they're shooting. You can see the gunfire and all the shells ejecting from the pistols, but they were all revolvers, so they would never have been shells to eject.
0: Hmm. I I, don't, I honestly don't know a whole lot about guns, so that pro- I, I would have just been like blah, oblivious to it. Did you catch it when you watched it, or is that something you just saw afterwards?
1: No, I seen it afterwards. I was like, the damn. Sure did. Because I remembered it. I was like, I mean, that was pretty cool they did that. But then after I read that, I was like, yeah, there shouldn't have been any shells falling for that time period. <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, I don't know. I even-
1: grabbed my nine. All I heard was shells. Fallen. <laughs> uh if you don't you know what that's off of?
0: No, I don't know what that's off of. God
1: ah, damn man. What the fuck's off what a, it's off of vanilla ice. Ice ice baby. Part of the lines.
0: Man, I I know the song, but I don't know like every every goddamn word in it.
1: I mean that's the most important part of it.
0: I didn't realize I was coming to a uh to a history of music class.
1: Hey man, I'm I'm well rounded and cultured. You uh-huh. need to be the same.
0: This guy right here. You're like a <laughs> least poker <popular> person. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I got some fucking nerve. So jumping into the fun facts, uh, Zazie Beetz speaks fluent German, and she actually dubbed herself in the German version of the movie. Uh, the director is... Uh, here's one of the things I thought was was pretty interesting. Jameis uh, Samuel is actually who's the director, is the younger brother of Seal, the musician. I didn't... I thought that dude was like 80 years old. I didn't, I didn't realize he had a brother. I am. Unless... Right, Matt, unless Jay is like 80 years old.
1: Here's something crazy. Is i seen Seal, like, a picture of him. And I was like, I had no idea that dude was black. The way he sings, I would have never guessed it, man. I'd really? never do that. No, I'd never do that, because... Uh, I came across one of his songs earlier. I was like, damn, man, this guy has a great voice. And then I seen his picture. I was like, there's no way. That's a black guy. His voice is so, it's not what I expected, I guess. It mm-hmm. just doesn't sound like.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I knew that. Uh, he he had one, his one song was in uh, Batman Forever. The uh, Kiss from a Rose. Is that the song you were listening to?
1: Yes, it was actually.
0: Oh, it's like I mean, that's like his, his biggest song. And I can't you know, blame him because that song is really good.
1: Oh, you know that shit, but you don't know about Vanilla Ice. All right.
0: Vanilla Ice, uh, Turtle Rap, is about as far as I go with Vanilla Ice, okay?
1: well, As long as you know he did the Turtle Rap,
0: I'll, I'll let you have a pass. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> go Ninja, go Ninja, go. Alternative titles for the movie that were considered were The Notorious Nine, and the other one was They Die by Dawn. Um. Sh- notorious that, nine would have been better the notorious nine would have been better but i think all three suck <laughs> to be honest with you even the nah. even the actual title of the movie like that the harder they fall that really is a terrible name for the movie uh yeah, that was. and the last and final fun fact that i have the train in the in the film is labeled ca bozeman is actually a tribute to chadwick bozeman uh black panther who died was it last year or the year before i can't remember so there, there's a little tribute to him on their little Easter egg, as they like to say. All right, you got any uh, anything else you want to say before we jump into our general impressions, sir? No, sir. All right, what were your expectations going into this movie?
1: You know, after, I watched the actual trailer on this one, so I kind of got the sense it was going to be a cheesy comedy. I was uh, worried that it would be overly cheesy, and then I wondered if this was actually going to be – you know, like a western or a western spoof,
0: a spaghetti western, as they like to say.
1: I've never heard that, sir.
0: Uh, that's what they're called, sir. That's what uh, all Quint- Quentin Tarantino's movies. Yeah, spaghetti westerns. Well, damn Never knew that. A little dropping a little fu- little little knowledge bomb on you.
1: Watch out.
0: Um, we we uh had different expectations going into this movie, just based on what you just said. Uh, I expected a stylish Western with a focus on music and comedy, like dark humor. Um, but I wasn't expecting much comedy. I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting more of a stylish, stylish Western in the vein of like Quentin Tarantino. Uh, I got real good, like Django Unchained uh, vibes in the trailer, but I wasn't expecting much. I really wasn't. And then you like lowered my expectations like drastically drastically. Right after you uh, finished watching it, I was like, "Oh, I don't really want to watch this anymore." I almost called you up and said, "We're just not going to do the review." Oh,
1: well, I'm surprised <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, what was this a, a spaghetti spoof?
0: Um, I think it is a lot like Quentin Tarantino. So you would, so I guess you could call it a spaghetti western because there is a lot of humor in it. There, it, it's super stylish, and that's and when I jump into my general impressions of it. Um, I, I think that's good and bad in this movie. Uh, it, it's, it seems like it's a copycat of Quentin Tarantino at times. And again, there's good things with that and very, very bad things with that. Because again, you're trying to copy a guy that knows how to do it perfectly. So I, I would call it a spaghetti Western. I would. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> isn't, isn't uh, a uh, spaghetti night. Man, I've,
1: Somehow I fucked up my meal rotation, and I had spaghetti last night. I had uh macaroni and cheese in a lunchable.
0: Ooh. I mean, I don't got what kind of mac and cheese? Like, like Kraft mac and cheese? Like in the little? Uh, it was
1: it was Velveeta in a little bowl, and I put it in my microwave.
0: Ooh, Velveeta is pretty nice.
1: Yeah, but the uh, Chester mac and cheese is totally better.
0: Wait, the Cheetos version? Yes. Really. Did you get yes. the uh, the flaming hot Cheeto one?
1: No, I can only find the uh, the regular at our Walmart.
0: Oh, okay. Huh, that's weird. That would be better than like the other two.
1: Yeah, I, it's just really cheesy.
0: And you like it cheesy, don't you?
1: <laughs> I like it anyway. I can get it. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: fair. that's fair. I can't blame you. I can't really. I can't really blame you. Uh, so, what do you think of the movie, man?
1: I overall, I I didn't like this one. I, I didn't like it. Uh, started out good.
0: At what I point? felt like. Did, it, at what point did it stop being good for you?
1: Man, there was just so many lows in here, and I don't know. After he gets to town and picks up that the uh, the girl that he uh, the stagecoach Mary, mm-hmm. it starts running downhill. I enjoyed the train and getting them out. And then after that, it just goes down here. There's so many lows, and the dialogue didn't carry. I don't believe, mm-hmm. or their backstory they were trying to portray to you didn't come through. Who's backstory? And I do it.
0: Who's backstory?
1: Just any of them. Like, uh, you got Nat Love's backstory, but you didn't get Cherokee Bill or uh the Jim guy's backstory on who the hell he was. Besides mm-hmm. that, he was in the gang. But then I felt like they took the score and tried to gap those lows in the movie, and then they just used it way too much. I think
0: I will agree with most of what you just said, actually. I I don't think you're wrong on any of that. I think uh, the, the character development, as you would say, the backstories, I think you get them on, what, two characters? Really? You get him on uh, Regina King's character, uh, Trudy, and then you get it on the main character, obviously. but it's it's legit like what ten minutes with that scene. and then you get kind of and like an idea that, oh, he used to, he's an outlaw that robs outlaws. And that's basically the extent of what that time period was between him being ten years old up until when the movie starts. So background, I will agree with you, they don't really go into it into any character and uh rufus they kind of dive into him a little bit but that's mainly just explaining the the final reveal and and whatnot they they don't do anything as to did they even say why he even got captured originally
1: not that i remember
0: uh uh, just that that sheriff is the one that turned him in
1: did you see that ending coming
0: i did not when now, as he was telling the story, I was like, I wonder if they're going to fucking reveal that they're, they're brothers. And they just kept going and kept going. I'm like, they're totally fucking brothers. I mean, I did not see this coming.
1: Yeah, you know, I'll give them uh, props on that. I'd never seen that. Uh, i never seen that coming. And I really didn't see. I thought they were going to be like, you know. Oh, well, damn, I sent you my brother, you know.
0: That's the way it kind of led, because he was like, uh, I could have killed you once, but you were my brother. But now you got your gun pointing to me trying to do the same thing. And I was like, OK, well, I guess they're going to be a happy ending. And the guy said, no, I'm just going to cap your ass. I felt like
1: some of the characters were very well done. And other ones, not so much. So like Rufus was really good. Uh, Nat Love was really good Cherokee Bill was good and the Jim Beckerman, Beckerman. but I felt like Stagecoach Mary and Trudy Smithman I just did not like I don't know if I didn't like their writing for their characters mm-hmm. or the way it was acted
0: well from the final shot it looks like we're getting a, a sequel to this with uh Trudy
1: yeah yeah, I did. Yeah, it, I, that's what I figured on that.
0: I, I kind of dig I kind of dig the performance and I kind of dig her character in this. And now the, if we go with a sequel, it'll be the roles reverse where she's trying to get revenge on them. I think that'd be interesting. I mean, it wouldn't be interesting for you because you don't like the movie, obviously.
1: Yeah, don't you find some of the camera shots were very strange?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I may be, I'm pretty sure it was this movie. Was they uh, at the very beginning where they like zoomed in on the eyes and they just went back and forth between each other's eyes? That was this movie. Yeah,
1: right?
0: yes. I was like,
1: and...
0: see, I'm the exact opposite of you. Where you said the beginning was really good for you and then it slowly just fell apart for you. I'm the exact opposite. The very beginning, probably the first 20 minutes, I did not like it. I, I thought it was too stylish. And, uh, and by that mean, I mean, they're, they're doing these stylistic shots. They're throwing in the, uh, the Quentin Tarantino stuff. They're throwing in that music and it's so, so much at once. And one of the issues with the movie overall is when you, when you start the movie off and it's just stylish shot after stylish shot after stylish shot, um, it's it's a lot at one time and then they completely just disregarded that type of movie after about 30 minutes. And then occasionally they would do something stylistic in the vein of like Quentin Tarantino. And it would remind you, Oh, this was a movie that's not really taking itself seriously, but then they take themselves seriously at times. So it's kind of, it's kind of unbalanced in the tone that it's trying to set. Uh, I completely agree with that. But yeah, I did. I didn't like that first twenty minutes. I thought it was really slow, and I gotta tell you, I quit watching it four or five times. And I, I finally went back to it, and it's. Not, I wouldn't say that I hated it. It was just, it was just not what I had what I had wanted in the movie. And I, I just, I'm not a huge fan of those stylistic shots with that music. But then again, I'm not a huge fan of the music in general because it's just not my type of music. But I think in terms of the movie, it does kind of fit in a weird way. I don't know. What, what do you think about the music?
1: The music was stylish, and I, and I get why those musics were that those songs were chosen. But it was just used to fill in gaps. It felt like instead of you know helping the movie along and building suspense or building tension, it was used to fill the gaps in.
0: Hey, uh, your mic is either too close to your mouth or if you could just back it away. How about that? A little bit more.
1: Dude, it's all fucked up. My other headset dud.
0: I mean, I know you like things close to your mouth, but uh, this is not the time. Hey, <laughs> man, I'm
1: trying to fucking deep throat this bitch over here. <laughs> it fucking sounded like I was like... Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> 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 fucking throat goatin'. the the songs were very stylish uh upbeat but instead of a score highlighting like tension or suspense it felt like they used their score to fill in the gap of just dumb shit
0: it it does seem like that and i will agree with you it's weird that i'm agreeing with most of what you're saying but i just i ended up liking it compared to you
1: that is that is weird. Uh, I really like that, uh, the funny character, uh, Beckman. Um, I,
0: dude Beckworth, Beckworth.
1: Beckworth. Man, I thought that was... I, he really is the only thing that really kept me entertained
0: in that, and it kind of pissed me off how they uh, got rid of him, but... Right? And then he won't be in the second one? It would be like, bro, come on, man. He's like the best character. Yeah, and it was just
1: like shitty writing, you know, like... Oh, well, we're winding down. This guy needs to go, so he's not going to count to five fast enough. Really? I mean, come on. He's supposed to be the fastest slinger.
0: Yeah, but it kind of fits his character because he would play by the rules, and the other guy does not play by the rules, and he gets easily uh, angered and annoyed. So that seems to me, like the other guy, like uh, Beckworth, he's more of a showman more than anything. And I feel like that I, I feel like that worked for me. The whole counting slow to five and whatnot and then him getting capped. I feel yeah, like maybe it, I just
1: maybe I just liked him so much and it pissed me off.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, I was like when it happened, I was like, uh, that guy's totally not gonna win this fight. I mean, they're not gonna just kill off this this main villain, uh, just like that, and it'd be over with. I wasn't expecting him to cap him early, but overall I think out of the uh out of all the actors, Jonathan Majors as Nat, uh RJ Siler as Beckworth, and Idris Elba as Rufus, I think those are the best performances in the entire movie, in my opinion. What about you?
1: I, I had to agree with you there, man. That those were uh I think those were the, the spotlights there.
0: What going back to that original or going back to that ending, what did you think I mean, to me, that whole the whole scene was acted very, very well. But Jonathan Majors as uh, as Nat Love, I feel like his performance was phenomenal in that scene because when Idris Elba, Rufus is explaining what happened, he's kind of explaining the backstory of why he went after uh, his father. Um, it's like you're slowly kind of building that thought in your head. I'm like, um, so they're brothers? Is that what he's about to say? Are they brothers? And then you can kind of see the slow reaction on Jonathan Major's face where it's kind of like what you're kind of experiencing at the same time. You're like, is he? And it's a slow process of his face changing to where he finally realizes what that dude is fucking saying to him. And I, I just think that was great, great uh, facial acting uh, on his part.
1: I, I would like to agree. That's probably the be best scene. Uh in this entire movie, uh, just alone on their acting carried that scene. Just it, it, it did more with their facial expressions than words could have expressed on that scene.
0: Absolutely. Now, the one thing that I do have an issue with at the end. I'm perfectly okay with them being brothers. I'm okay with that scene. I thought it was a great scene. I'm perfectly okay with uh, Rufus getting shot. Cool. I'm down with that. But the dude just learned that this was his brother. Okay? That shot his dad. They're brothers. He kills them. And then it's like happily ever after. Immediately after that. To me, I think if a normal human being had... He, he's been going after the guy that killed his father for years. And he's about to kill him. And he learns that this dude is his brother. And that his, his dad kind of abandoned him at the same age. I think there's too much emotion going right there. Um, for him to just kill the guy and then walk away and hug his girl and then off into the sunset. I think there's just too much emotional baggage right there to just leave it in a happy ending. So I would I would have preferred like an additional scene uh with him dealing with that or or talking about it or or something. Uh what about you?
1: Yeah, I mean it did it did kind of leave uh a gap there. I'll give you that cuz you like you said, you go from that heavy scene to you see the three crosses and then they ride off in the sunset kind of deal. Uh, kind of reminds me of last week's movie, man, where, you know, it just has a huge gap. And I guess it's up to you to fill in how he took that.
0: Oh, I was like, what fucking movie did we review last week? The Protégé. <laughs> yeah, The
1: Protégé. When she got hit by the car and then
0: all the she yeah. she's being tortured. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I think this movie would have worked very, very well. I think it works poor, not poorly because I really do enjoy this movie. But I think it works it would work better as a TV series. Like a like an 8 episode arc, like an 8 episode series or something like that and you just follow the adventures of, of this gang, this these outlaws. I think it would work good as a, a series. What do you what do you think? Do you think it would have been just as shitty? Uh, yeah.
1: I think it would have been better because then they could have had time to explain some of the characters that we didn't get to uh really know. Uh it would get you an opportunity to see, you know, exactly what his style is, and then you would find out why Rufus was locked up, and you know, maybe seen that go down, and then they could have took some of the damn lows out, you know, and yeah. the dialogue fixed it, and you wouldn't. It'd been a lot better.
0: So, just speaking on terms of cutting out the lows and whatnot, the movie's two hours and nineteen minutes um, with credits. I do think the movie is a little too long. I'm not sure. I don't think they can cut any scenes, like any specific scenes out. I think they're all kind of, uh, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like essential to the story. But I think some scenes just last too long. There are some scenes where it's just like, they're walking slowly and it's like, bro, do we really need to see this? Like this long? Um, so I think if they shaved 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes off this runtime, I think it would work better than it does. But saying that I don't have a problem with the runtime. I think you right. think, I think the pacing is fine. Uh, again, I, I completely agree with you. I think there are moments that it slows down uh, a little too much. And I think it's just because they just kind of draw those, those scenes out uh, a little bit too long. And I think just shaving off a little bit would, would really help the movie.
1: Yeah. I think so too. Instead of, you know, three minutes of watching him ride while a, a crazy song's playing. Let's do 15 seconds, 30 seconds. Let's get the gist. He's riding in the town. You know, I don't, I don't have to have the full song to go with it.
0: Yeah. It, it seems like they extended the scenes out to accompany the song. Like they put the song first and then they made the scene. It was, I, I prefer it the other way. Make the scene and then fit this, the music to the scene.
1: Exactly. And the best example is the Sopranos on the very final episode. You know, it's building tension. They're playing that uh, Journey song. Yeah. But when, when they're talking, it's very low in the background and you can just hear that dun-dun-dun-dun. And then that's the way it should be done. That you know, like you said, it was... Here's a song. Let's make the movie around this song.
0: Uh, other things I, lo- I, I really liked about the movie, I love the set design and the costumes. I thought those were great. Um, I love... <laughs> the one thing I thought was pretty funny was when they were determining what bank they were robbing and they all kind of looked at him. That's a white town. <laughs> and then it cuts to the town and it's actually a white town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's all right. <laughs> uh there's just there there are several moments in the movie that I'm like I just cracked up laughing and there was one oh fuck I can't even remember what it was I I meant to write down the the actual line um it was when old girl what was her name the uh the one I thought was a dude what was it? what was her fucking name? <laughs> yeah. uh, and she said something to him and he kinda of looked at her and he was like what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. oh, what the fuck was that? I can't remember it. But there are, oh, certain, sure. there are several moments. I know moments. I know. You know what scene I'm talking about though. I,
1: yeah, I do. It's right when she was getting dressed up to go, go into the bank. Yeah. In that dress.
0: But there are several moments. But
1: there. there was one there was one scene where they're in their red hoods, when they're fighting the red hoods. I mean, tell me if that wasn't a damn uh, Django scene there. Cause yeah. They were doing something, and that and that was... He was like, man, y'all, y'all shit look pink over there. It's all faded.
0: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> when When that whole scene at the very beginning happened, when you see the the outlaws kind of meet each other with the gang, and you kind of introduce to the, to, the, to the good outlaws, I guess you can call them. Dude, that is like Quentin Tarantino... At like that's very very Quentin Tarantino. I don't I don't know the exact word for it, but it, it's copycat of what he would do. And I could I, you you could see that in a Quentin Tarantino movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: other things and going back to the dialogue, because you've mentioned it several times on here. Um, I do agree. I think the dialogue is uneven. At times, the dialogue is really really great, and then at other times the dialogue is like, meh. But I, I, think when they do hit that dialogue and it, I'm do it, it is fucking great when they hit and nail that dialogue. But when they have these character moments that have shitty dialogue, it's just like, oh, this is, I don't know. It's, it's not terrible, but it's also not good either.
1: You know, like the dialogue at the end between Nat and Rufus. I mean, that was incredible. How do you write that and then write some of the middle of the movie? You're like, are these two different people writing?
0: Um, Beckworth and the other guy, the the rifle guy. I can't remember his name either. Was it Jim? No, Beckett. Was that his name? Beckett? Something like that. Beckworth? No. i probably, Beckworth. <laughs> no, there's Beckworth, who you and I like. And then there's the other guy. Yeah, it guy, was. the rifle It guy. was Jim. Uh, that was Cherokee Bill. No, 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 Same, no, no. No, 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 yeah, I, I know, yeah. Uh, he uh, had some really, really great moments, but then he had some, like, lackluster moments as far as dialogue is concerned.
1: Who? I can't figure out who, oh, Bill Pickett. It was his Pick- name.
0: Pickett, I said Beckett, Pickett. <laughs> <laughs> I had the it, right? Yeah, too fast. Um, and that's really all I got. I think the action. Oh, I haven't. Even, we haven't even talked about the action yet. I thought the action was good. It's over the top at times, but there's that Quentin Tarantino for you, because that is like classic Tarantino for you. Is the over the top stylistic action. Uh, I dig the gunfights. It's it, it's it did a good job of making a modern western in today's age, and. I, I think the gunfights were, were were fun. I, I enjoyed it. I was entertained. Uh, I thought they were well choreographed, uh, and that's really that's really all I gotta say about the action.
1: I mean, the, the, yeah, I, I'm with the uh, the shootouts. While over the top, were good, and you know that was definitely a high of the movie. Uh, I think if you're going in knowing this is not a a, a true Western like type situation then, you know, you'll be moved to like this movie more, I believe.
0: Uh, yeah, it, you you got to, the style, the style is, is what's going to be off-putting to a lot of people. And obviously, it didn't catch you, and it put you off. Um, I didn't like it at the very beginning, but the further the movie got along and the less of that style that they used, I actually enjoyed it more. So I think you... I think you're going to have to like the the stylistic stuff that they put in there. Um, and I'm a huge Tarantino fan. And with all the Tarantino stuff that they throw in there, it, it seems like a copycat at times. And look, guys, nobody can outdo Tarantino. So when you're trying to copycat him, it just seems, it seems fake. And it seems kind of uh, like you're like, you're trying too hard.
1: Yeah. You know, that, Are you, after, you, after 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 we've discussed, I, I'm pretty sure maybe this is just not my style of directing. Of Deep like Tarantino? Uh, I don't I don't know what all he does. I just know he does some over the top stuff that nobody else will touch. Uh, right. <laughs> oh,
0: that's true. Uh, have you ever seen Pulp Fiction? No. Uh, and Jane, the Hateful Eight. Uh, you've never seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, guaranteed. Um, uh, Reservoir Dogs.
1: No, nah, I've seen the Django. I've seen the uh, Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, he didn't direct that though.
0: He was in it though. De- Desperado. Uh, well, he he was in that. He didn't direct that. Oh, sure. I didn't know he acted too. Yeah, he acted. He, he's the actor. He's he acted in *Dust Till Dawn*, and he's the actor in *Desperado*. If I'm not mistaken, uh, he's only directed ten movies. So the fuck did, damn. Right. This the guy only, here something every day. The only reason I know this is because I went on a Tarantino marathon uh, the very beginning of the year.
1: I just like uh, the fact that he's like unapologetic for anything.
0: Oh, he don't get. He does. Fuck. He don't give one fuck.
1: I've seen interviews with him, and he is he definitely doesn't give a fuck what you think. <laughs> you either watch it or you don't.
0: He was doing that interview uh, with Joe Rogan recently, and he—he he started talking shit about Bruce Lee. Did you—did you ever hear that?
1: No, I didn't hear that. I, I've never really been into Joe Rogan.
0: Well, uh, you ought to listen to the clip where he's talking about Bruce Lee, and he was talking about how the family, uh, the family was kind of pissed off at him for talking ill of Bruce Lee. And when he was on the podcast with them, he was like, no, no, fuck that guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you got to go listen to it. it it's, I'm like, yeah, dang, this dude doesn't fucking care.
1: No shit. It was a, uh, the interview I watched was when they were trying to connect uh, violent movies to uh, violence in America. Mm-hmm. And he, he just wasn't having none of that.
0: Well, I need to look up that. That'd be great, I think.
1: It's, an, it's a very old one, I'm pretty sure. I'll look at it tonight, and I'll, I'll send you the link if I Ooh, find absolutely, it. Absolutely absolutely do that.
0: I'll listen to it on the on the way to Disney tomorrow. Yes, indeed. Uh, but overall, my final thoughts. I, I really do enjoy this movie. I think this came as a surprise for me because the movie kind of started off kind of flat for me. Um, I mean, I enjoyed the, the opening sequence of the whole family basically getting killed. Uh, But then we kind of it got a little slow for the next 15, 20 minutes from there. And with the style and all that, it kind of just threw me off. I I wasn't a huge fan of it. But as the movie progressed and it got less of that, uh, I actually enjoyed it more. Uh, And I was kind of surprised that I was going to enjoy this movie as much as I did, because you said beforehand that you didn't like it. I was like, oh, fuck, I'm probably not going to like this either. Probably not going to. And it just, it kind of exceeded my expectations and what I was going to, what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was a good Western. And there was enough laughs there. I don't, I don't need it to be a comedy. I don't need it to be, you know, a a Tarantino flick. If I want a Tarantino flick, I'll go watch Tarantino. I'll go watch The Hateful Eight and just laugh my ass off the entire time. Uh, But I thought, I thought it was good enough all around. I, I think it's a solid movie. I give it three and a half stars. Uh, is it going to meet my top 10 at the end of the year? Probably not. Uh, but I think it's a solid watch. If you have Netflix, I i say go check it out. Uh, but try to get to like the 30, 45 minute mark to see if it's something that you're going to like or dislike. And then just cut it off.
1: I'd go with two and a half. Uh, maybe two. While it has very good credits to it and there are a lot of good stuff to this movie i feel like i would not watch it again just because it it has too many lows in it and it pushes the score too hard but then again it could be just that style of movie that i'm not into so i i suggest anybody check it out you know they might find it great
0: yeah it is not a perfect movie the the music is is one of the one of the things I have an issue with it. But then again, you look at other people and I read other reviews. They absolutely love the addition of the music in there. So that could just be a us thing. Uh, but the style and all that, again, I, what, what you said, Josh, it, it, it really could be just a thing that you're just not into. Just not your type of movie.
1: Yeah. I appreciated some of the, uh, I don't know, suspenseful, Moments the movie had. I definitely enjoyed the humor parts of it, but it just feels like, you know, the direction they took was not a direction that I typically like.
0: And again, I can't, I can't say enough about how you and I agree on just about every single thing about this movie. About you know the the pros, the cons, where it where it falls flat, where it's really good. I mean, we are dead on. But we yeah, I was quite. we could not be further apart on, on our score and how we like the movie.
1: Yeah, that is it's crazy, man. Uh, to have the same problems and the, and the same likes, but view them so differently.
0: <laughs> that's, that's weird. I, I've, ne- I've never really had a conversation with anybody and have like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're proving a lot of logical points here.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was looking – because I was like, oh, man, I'm going to argue this dude down. I'm going I'm to go ahead and give him, make him earn his money. But then I'm like, everything you said, I'm like, I really can't fault the guy for that. Right.
0: <laughs> I'm like, well, shit, this is not the, uh, the fist fight that I, I was going to be. Oh, it was weird. De- yeah, I, I definitely came uh, cocked and looted. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, I called you yesterday – or this morning, and I was like, Hey, I kind of like the movie. I mean, but you might talk me off the ledge here because I'm not going to defend it. And I haven't defended it. Because we... we On just about everything. Yeah, you're right about that one. So if you have Netflix, I say go check it out. Josh says skip it. Uh, But really, it's just going to be whether you're into this type of movie. And I think this would be a great review just just to learn whether this is something that you need to go watch or not. Um, Let's see. I... The last thing I wanna say is this is a movie that I could see rewatching. Not not in like six months, maybe not even a year, but like a year and a half, two years down the road, uh, when I'm just in the mood for something different, I probably play this again on Netflix. But that's just Yeah,
1: like- I mean I I'd probably forget about watching it by then so. I'd do it to myself again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you rewatch about, an, uh, let's see, two hours and 19 minutes. You're two hours and I fucking remember this movie and I didn't like it. <laughs> uh, damn, my memory. <laughs> well, that's the good thing about having Letterbox the app, is you keep all your scores and I can always remember whether I like it or not.
1: You always trying to shove that damn uh, rating app down my
0: damn throat. I will shove something else down your throat, sir, if you keep talking shit like that to me. Come on, throat goat. <laughs> I wanna do I wanna do the goat sound, but uh <laughs> I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> You're not gonna get me, motherfucker.
1: Dude, I was about to put you up on an epic pedestal.
0: <laughs> I will not give you that ammo for next time. We'll- <laughs> I don't blame you, sir. <laughs> uh, do you have anything else to say about the movie, sir?
1: No, man. I, I don't enjoy your vacations.
0: Oh, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to enjoy the ride up there. I promise you that.
1: Yeah, the rest of us will stay down here and work. Uh,
0: for <laughs> and those that don't sure. like to.
1: Hey, I'm enjoying my days off. Absolutely. I mean, shouldn't <laughs> you have plenty? You have plenty of practice. I mean, when you're off every other damn day,
0: um, I will leave that alone for you, sir, because statute of limitations still apply. <laughs> <I didn't laughs> but but just know, uh, eventually, I'm, I'm I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it like another month or two, and then I'm gonna fucking hit you hard with it. No, man, no, you can't do that. no, to me. no, no. <laughs> it's ten
1: years. i have a little sensitive, Sally Steele. <laughs>
0: Uh, well guys, next week, we will not have a review from Josh and I, as I will be on vacation, but you will be able to catch, uh, the final, well, I have a, no, I will not. So you will not have a, uh, no, you will have it. I'm getting my schedule mixed up. Uh, Patreon is completely different than the regular schedule. Y'all will get another Christmas in review, uh, review from Tina and I. Uh, and then now be towards the end of the month, we'll close it all out. I think we only have two another review or two. I can't remember. Uh, anyways, um, but yeah, y'all y'all have the Christmas in review episode. But Josh and I will be taking a break next week, and then we'll be back the the week after. Indeed, brother. Hi, right, man. Well, all well, hey, man. We appreciate y'all joining us, and we'll catch y'all next time on another episode. Later, Later.